Welcome to the 6am club. The 6am club when early birds are just starting their day or when strippers are finally leaving work. Hi, I'm Gemma Rose. Join me on my drive home after work listen to my tales from the night and other wider industry issues we face as strippers. Well, tonight was just a whole load of ridiculous. I tried a new club again, down in Derby this time. And that club is fucking weird. It's just a weird club. It's got weird energy. It's got weird clients. It's got weird everything. I walked in for a trial shift. They dumped two massive binders of dance rules into my lap. And it's very funny because most clubs open with this line when you start there, they're like, We're very strict here, but I was like, oh god, these binders are hefty. Maybe they are really strict here. And this is just, wow, look at all this admin. There's a lot of admin to it, a lot of reading to do. You get like a swipe card to track your dances, which I kind of like because it means you, you know, you never miss cards or the potential of losing cash or just the risk of having cash on you. So I kind of like having the swipe card throughout the night to track dances with, but I also don't like that this means the club has ultimate control over you and therefore your tips as well, etc. I also really loved having female management. I don't think I've worked in any club that has female management yet. Like, there's clubs I've worked at that have had female owners, but usually the manager is male, and this is definitely not a testament to all female managers. I've heard some horrible horror stories in the strip club industry of female management, but it did feel differently working there throughout the night. I don't know, it was just an extra layer of male gaze removed. I know that sounds really weird but I don't know it felt more relaxed working under female management so that was pretty nice but it was so weird because in this guide there were so many strict rules on things like drinking you know if you get drunk you will get fined for that you have several warnings of drunk and disorderly behavior and then there's a ban You're banned from the club, whether that's a temporary or a permanent ban. There was a rule about, like, not being able to have certain types of drinks. For example, shots aren't allowed. We we as dancers cannot have shots. I've never seen anything like that before. I've seen don't drink beyond your means, beyond your limits. But I've never seen, like types of drinks or certain drinks being banned. There is a short list of prescribed drinks that dancers were allowed to have, 
like the kinds of alcoholic drinks that were permitted like whoa that's so out there but it was fucking hilarious because when management was showing me around they actually showed me around the accommodation i i didn't know this but you can pay 10 pounds to stay upstairs it feels like a dormitory hostel type situation you're sharing a bed in the same room as other dancers but it was clean and it was actually okay it didn't feel like totally like a prison cell for one night <laughs> i would actually consider staying there and doing that for a weekend if i were to work there again but yeah she was showing me around and she was saying yeah it's really good like if you want to get drunk then you can just crash up here i'm like okay so we're definitely not following what the binder says are we it was just the stark contrast i'm very used to what's in our contracts not being upheld or it being different but the degree to which it was different like so flouted the complete contradiction just really made me laugh so yeah that the vibe of the club was just so fucking strange some of the dancers were really nice others were just grass cutting to the nth degree like oh my god the pouncing was real which is usually a thing in quite a lot of clubs like there's a rule that you shouldn't talk to a customer until they've got a drink in their hand and they've breathed they've taken a breath and this is just general etiquette in most clubs it's supposed to help maintain a relaxed environment for dancers and customers alike. More importantly, because there's nothing more intimidating than a swarm of dancers hurtling their way towards you as soon as you've walked in the door, before you've even got a drink in your hand. It's very overwhelming as a customer, but it doesn't stop dancers from standing right behind them and queuing up, getting ready for them to get a drink. So it kind of defeats the purpose and it is still pouncing and it still happens anyway because we're made to work in this fucking ridiculously competitive environment. But the level to which the pouncing and the grass cutting was happening at this club and also saying I got here first or that's not your customer that's my customer and it was just like dibsing people but in a very manipulative way not quite seen it that bad in that sense like I went up to talk to some customers I didn't realize but they just got out of a dance but that's fine whatever I started to talk to them a dancer comes running up to me and she said that they had a dancer with them and they just come out of a dance and to back off and wait for the other dancer to come out like you disrespectful bitch she didn't say it like that, but that was definitely the implication. And then she goes and stays and talks to them. There was no other dancer. She had made that story up so that I could get the fuck out of the way. To be fair, it was that particular dancer pissing off a lot of people. But fucking hell, it's just, it's just rude at that point really ridiculous but tonight was just ridiculous it was so so bad and 
apparently it's not been great there lately overall but tonight was real bad for me like i don't know nine times out of ten when i start at a new club i do really well it's the fresh environment that gives me an extra kick of motivation to really push the boat out and do well and you're not jaded by the same bullshit that the usual club might give you. Or, you you know you're coming out with fresh energy and just ready to take on the world and that really resonates with customers and they can feel that energy and they gravitate towards that as well tonight was not one of those nights I kept on getting sucked into time traps here and there and just feeling rather fed up by the general attitude going around like there were basically no customers in until 3am until that point there were dribs and drabs of people coming in and if you even got to a customer without pouncing they were just all so broke they couldn't afford a 20 pound dance it was absolutely tragic like genuinely couldn't afford it like why are you even fucking here so i was really tempted to leave at about half three i'm like look i've done one dance at this point i might just cut my losses and fuck off but then the club rush came and i did make a little bit of money but my freaking god, like, I'm not happy with what I've made. Considering that I've travelled two hours, the money is not worth the travelling that I've done. I'm definitely out of pocket this shift. And it was just my buttons were being pressed by so many people for so many different reasons. Which really frustrates me because I do tend to be quite good at kind of just pushing it back, focusing on the sale. The first guy that I spoke to, to be fair, he did tip me a tenner, but I spent a lot of time talking to him and it was so frustrating because he floated within the first maybe couple of minutes speaking to us. He's like, let's go for a dance. Actually, let's get a drink and then let's go for a dance. So he did seem keen on getting a dance and, you know, I was like, that's cool, let's go for a dance, we'll get you a drink and then we'll go. We're talking a little bit more. I don't want to cut off the conversation because I'm like, okay, it might be worth investing a little bit more time to get that, get that upsell to VIP. You know, he might have been thinking a £20 dance before now. Now he might be thinking about a longer dance. So it might be worth the investment. And then it got to the point where he said, I can't take you for a dance. I respect you too much. There's not many more insulting things you can say to me than shit like that. It's like, I'm choosing to be here off my own accord. I want you to pay me to provide the service I am more than happy to provide you with. I can 100% respect myself when delivering that service and more importantly you can 100% respect me and enjoy that service. I don't understand how respect excludes you from like giving me the respect that any dancer or sex worker deserves. In fact 
by not taking me for a dance. That's the utmost disrespect to me. So, are you saying no thanks just because I've been nice to you? We've got good conversation? According to your standards, that means that anyone else is worth less because of the job they do. Why am I not worthy of that respect in the first place? It's just so fucking insulting. But he did tip me £10 and hey, look, that's better than nothing. That's more than what most people would do and have done in those kinds of situations where, you know, they've time wasted. Basically, they've strung you along a little bit and then given you the most bullshit excuse. And I do believe in his mind that's what he was thinking, but that does not make it right at all. Later, I had a dancer like, oh yeah, he never goes for a dance. He's a regular here, but he's just a time waster. Sorry. I appreciated that dancer for giving me the lowdown. And she gave me a couple of tips, which was helpful with like integrating into that club specifically. But yeah, man, I hate people like that. And then finally, I thought, yes, I've got someone of quality. You know, he's a nice young lad. We're having a lovely conversation. He's here on business and his watch is fucking stupendous. I know you've got money. He does a very specific job in motorsports and gets paid well to do it. He has money and he's just come out of a dance and he was like, oh, you know, I've just been in there. I definitely would love to go for a dance with you, but I've just had one. And I totally understand customers not wanting to go for a dance right away. Sometimes when you've invested so much time into people in one night, you've just got to say, hey, are you interested in having dances tonight? And then I might engage further in conversation. I just wanna know that it's going somewhere. And even if the answer is no, sometimes you can tell if you can turn that around. Like if someone says no, I'm not looking for dances. It doesn't mean I'm not going to speak to them. I just need to evaluate where their headspace is at and go from there. That's not my usual approach. I would usually take a much softer approach, more subtlety, keep the fantasy up. But I was just so fucking done tonight. I'm like, Let's cut to the chase and then work our way back from there. So, yeah, you know, I, I understand any customer not wanting to go for a dance right after they've just had one. So I'm going to put the time in. He's keen on having a dance with me at some point, whether that be in 10 minutes or an hour when I've come back. So let's put the work in now. And he was happy. We were having a lovely conversation. He was very chilled out. It probably had been about 15-20 minutes. We're kind of coming to the end of our conversation and a time for me to raise going for a dance. And I feel like that really would have been a positive response. But this man comes swinging on into our space. Apparently he's with my guy on business and he's so fucking drunk. And he's from fucking Essex. 
And for those of you who do not recognise my accent, mind you, I've got, you know, I've lived up north for a while now, so I've got a bit of um, northern dialect in there thrown in, I guess. But I am from Essex, and, you know, he's kind of lobbed on to me and almost cut the conversation with me and the other guy. By which point, another girl has swooped onto my guy that I was talking to. And lo and behold, off they went for a dance after a few minutes. Meanwhile, I'm stuck with this absolute imbecile of a human as he rants at me about what a guru in life he is. I'm not fucking kidding you. It's incredible when you get men as patronising or condescending as that. I'm no therapist but this man clearly has issues. He kept on bringing up past rejections such as his divorce and the man that his new wife is with and just acting in such an obnoxious and absurd way. That, the like, dude, you have some problems and that's okay, like, I have problems too. But he's standing there giving me life advice, like, I've seen it all, I've done it all, this is what you need to do. Not only that, but assuming things about me, like, he barely let me open my mouth for two seconds and he was like, okay, is this all you do? Like, is this it? And that's a question that frustrates me so much. Like, being a stripper isn't enough for you. You don't see this as valid enough to be work in its own right. I must be doing something else to be valid as a human. But I have to play into this way of thinking and I'm like, I do this and I teach pole dancing as well and I have an events company. So that's all he knows about me. He doesn't know anything else about me other than I'm a stripper, I'm a pole dancer, I run my own events and I'm from Essex. And he goes on to say about how you know, everybody's so spoilt these days. Like, you need to get your act together. You need to be grateful for what you have in this life. Money doesn't mean fucking shit. Like, you know, everybody in this place is fake, including you. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I went to Yugoslavia or wherever the fuck he said. He was like, I went to some Eastern European country where... Um, he was throwing sweets out the window and children would be swarming to them like rats and oh, he was just such a horrible, horrible man. And he's like, yeah, I've been homeless and, you know, I've made myself, I'm self-made. Now I make £500 a day and, you know, I've done that for me and I'm the king basically. Now there's nothing wrong with being proud of yourself. And there is something to be said for being self-made, but the level of arrogance he was coming out with to me and he was trying to preach me about life. <laughs> and, you know, he was like, right before you go to bed tonight, you know, think about all the things you want to change about yourself and do it. And I'm just like, dude, can we not? Of course, I do not scream at him like that. And I don't even say stop. Sometimes I think I should, but I'm like, hey, this might be going somewhere. 
And actually, I don't know how the fuck to get out of this. He wouldn't even give me a break in his train of thought to allow me to politely exit. I could exit, but it would be fucking rude, and I'm not fucking rude. So I just stand there, wasting my time, standing there like a lemon, not getting paid, getting a lecture from a dick. Meanwhile, the customer, who I knew was going to go for a dance, eventually goes with another girl, and that's my chance gone. I managed to slip away from Mr. Guru. <laughs> Motorsport guy comes back from his dance and they both leave because he's had his fun. And that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. I feel like that happened a few times tonight. Like, sometimes your timing is just off. It's not necessarily a me thing, but just the luck of the draw. My timing wasn't with it tonight and you know it's always the next dancer that gets the dance or I just miss getting to that customer before another another dancer did or something absolutely sporadic like that crazy guru guy bounding into a conversation that just really felt like the theme of the night tonight there was another guy who again was here on business real estate okay this guy's got big money he could potentially be a big spender. I'm going to invest my time into him, especially as he said he would be interested in a dance. Let's chat a bit first. No problem. After a while, he's like, okay, let's go for a dance. I say, hey, do you want to go up to VIP? He says he wants to test me first. This isn't usually his type of thing. He wants to see if I'm a good dancer, like if I've got the moves. So I say that's fair enough. Let's go for a £20 one and then take it from there. So we do just that. We have a £20 dance and he says that I'm fucking incredible. Basically saying I'm in love with you without saying I'm in love with you. It's like, you're just so beautiful the way you move. It's exquisite. I'm like, okay, cool. So... Should we go for a beefier dance like we were talking about? And he's like, can we just have a drink first? I'm like, fine. Fine. Okay, fine. Let's have a lovely little drink and conversation. Meanwhile, the club starts to fill up with more customers. And I'm like, shit, this is my prime time. You know, it's been a bad night, but here is my opportunity to, you know, Play on some club people and get my money tonight. But no, I made probably the wrong decision to sit with that customer. But is it the wrong decision? Because you just don't know. I might have hit the jackpot. It could have happened. And I felt like this was my best shot to stick with a, a bet rather than starting from scratch elsewhere. It's really difficult to strategize in a way that's going to float with your night. And then he bought a shot of Hennessy. That was £15. I'm like, that could have been another dance. What a gut punch. And then, you know, he was talking to me like, hey, I really like you. Like, you are a nice person. 
nobody else in here is like you. You are special. Kind of like this first guy, right? I hate that so many people come in and automatically dehumanize you. They do not see you as a human capable of complex emotions and human feelings and being anything more than a fucking flesh bag for your pleasure. And the fact that every stripper gets told how special they are, how beautiful they are, how shining their personality is. I'm not unique in that at all. If you're in the job for two fucking minutes, you will know you're not that damn special because any man say is saying the same thing to anyone else in that environment. It's just their view on women in general, especially sex workers. They lead with the stereotype through and through. It's fucking heartbreaking. So, you know, he's telling me how special I am and, you know, he could spend money on me, but you're actually really fucking nice and I'm just happy having a chat with you. And I decide to say like, I, you know, it's been so nice getting to know you and chatting to you and to a point that is genuine I try to enjoy the conversations I have as much as I can not with the fucking guru guy but the real estate guy was quite nice and we did have a good chat but my guy jeez yeah I'm like hey you know I'd love to take you for another dance but I don't want to leave you but I do have to try and work I was trying to explain to him that I'd only made £20 so far, but he kind of wouldn't let me get there. So I said, look, I'm going to have to go work, and if you don't want to dance, I'd love to have a dance with you, though, and love to spend more time with you. We can go for a dance, and then it's like, you know, I'm getting what I need to. And he said, come back to me, come back to me. I'll definitely dance with you later. First guy I talk to, he goes through a dance. I'm like, was he waiting for me all along? What if I had dipped out of that other conversation 10 minutes earlier? Is my timing finally getting back on track? Who fucking knows, man? And he was the highlight of my night. He only went for a 40 pound dance, but oh my gosh, he was such a love. It's so, so rare you get pure souls like that in life, not just in that environment. And, you know, in the club, I feel like we do get a good range of people coming through. But he was such a gem. It was his birthday and he was brought in by his female friend as a treat. There was a little bit of a cue to get paid for a dance and we were just chatting shit about motorways. Which sounds, you know, just really bland and boring, but he was just, you know, we were having a right laugh. He was telling me, like, what's your favourite service station? What's your least favourite? It's like, nobody else would have a fucking opinion on this, but this is what I think. Yeah, we were just having a good laugh about um, shit. We were talking about the north-south divide as well. We went for our dance and you could just tell he was loving it. He was soaking it all up and I was absolutely just relishing in giving that to him. 
We parted ways, he got what he needed. Afterwards, his friend came up to me and she was like, you did things for him. Like, oh my God, he adored that. He's not felt like that in such a long time. And I'm so grateful for you having taken him and he feels better than he has in a long time. Thank you, thank you. And I felt like, I don't know, I just felt like a little sexy angel that had given someone a present. And it's interactions like that. You know, yes it's, yes, it's sexual entertainment. Yes, there's nudity involved. But my God, is it wholesome. Like, genuinely, I know that sounds really odd, maybe, but I find those kinds of interactions really wholesome where someone is so overjoyed to be witnessing what you're bringing to the table and seeing it for what it is. And again, he was treating me like a human with feelings, thoughts and consideration. And that made that interaction special, but it shouldn't be special. This is how all customers should be behaving. But yeah, I felt like I'd given him a little gift and that was so sweet. It's times like that when I absolutely love doing what I do. And anyone like that guru guy who thinks all of us are fake and we're just after guys' money and that's all it is, it's just a money machine and that's why we do it. Like, of course, to an extent we're doing it for money, like we all got to work, right? That's capitalism, baby. But this is why I love my job. It isn't about rinsing guys. I mean, sometimes it is. <laughs> but I do live for the wholesome moments where I have a connection with someone. I've made someone feel something. I've helped someone in whatever way. Anyone who says that sex workers aren't healers has never seen one at work because I did something for that man in a healing sense tonight. And that kind of exchange happens somewhat regularly where, you know, it's almost like a form of therapy. It's definitely not a replacement for therapy, but what am I trying to say? It, it can really nurture people. I don't know. I feel like lap dancers can make someone feel seen and connected in a way that sometimes they're lacking from their lives. Maybe they've never been held in that way or valued in that way before. For a dancer to be able to give a viewer a space to do that and give them that unconditional attention and contact it can be a really special experience and not just for them but for me as well like I love making people feel good like that I'm such a giver and that is such a great gift for me to be able to give to someone I love that there was this really random guy that came in and his pants were all the way down to his knees and he was just dancing like a freak he was living for the dance again this club just it's just fucking weird 
Like most clubs would be like, especially the way he was going for it. Hey dude, rein it in a bit. <laughs> um, maybe not dance everywhere. <laughs> he was just, he was just in it. He was on the sesh. He was definitely on drugs for sure. He was absolutely on something. But that was very funny. Seeing him wobble about all over the place. Hilarious. Bit of a fucking side tangent there, but hey. <laughs> Welcome to the 6am club. <laughs> I feel like a lot of tonight, I was being viewed as an object. By the way, I don't mind being objectified when I'm being paid for it. And I don't mind being objectified in a sexual way, but when I'm being objectified to the extent where I'm being seen as a passive thing without thought, without emotion, then I feel like there's somewhat of a difference between objectification and dehumanization. Because you can objectify me, you can see me as a sexual person, and then you can see me just like, there's nothing about me, or I'm just sex. I don't know, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. There was this absurd guy who, you know, we were talking for a bit, I'm like, let's go for a dance. He's like, no, let's go for sex. <laughs> I'm not fucking about at this point in my night. I'm really fucking done. He won't give me even 20 pounds for a dance. Why am I even gonna pretend to play the game with this dude? I don't, I'm just done. I don't wanna pretend. I'm fucking over it. I cannot be fucked. I'm so done. But it just did not register in his brain. He's like, so sex is on the table, right? I'm like, no, I'm just a dancer. I want to have a nice time with you, give you a sexy dance, but that's it. He's like, are you single though? I say yes. Oh, so we can fuck. I'm like, no, I don't wanna fuck you right now. He's like, okay, well, what's your body count? I'm like, that's fucking inappropriate to ask, isn't it? He's like, do you want to add one more? Like, add me. He's like, do you like, do you like big cock? <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, are you, this is just such a one-sided conversation right now. I feel very violated by your intrusive words. Are you thinking you can ask personal things like this? He says, we'll go for a dance and I'll have your number though. I'm like, oh, will you now? I don't know where you've got that from. You're certainly not getting my number. No quality here. Absolutely ridiculous. We kept on going round in circles. Me trying to get a dance, trying to finesse him, him trying to get sex. To which point I was like, look, I'm gonna walk away now. If you want a dance, please let me know but sex is off the cards for me, please know that. And it will be for any dancer here, like, trust me. So I go away for probably all of maybe 10, 15 minutes. He calls me back over. 
and I'm thinking, oh, okay, he's changed his mind. Cool. Okay, how much for sex then? <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's not available. He's like, I'll give you a hundred pounds. I'm like, fucking hell. Even if I did offer sex to you, which I would never offer anything close to that for someone who's being as obnoxious and pressury and pushy as you. It's like, we're not going to entertain it. There's no entertaining to be done here because you haven't proven yourself to me. You have given me absolutely zero reason for me to trust you. For me to think anything of you than what you think of me. It's it's tit for tat here, mate. Except there's no tip because you're not paying for it. So utterly obscene. So how much? So sex? I'm like, no. He's like, why? I told you no, just dancing. He keeps trying to feel me up too. I'm like, don't touch me. I've had enough. <sighs> yeah, he's like, okay, fine, no worries. But he kept on trying to push me for sex, kept on trying to touch me. I'm like walking away now. I'm not coming back. Have a good night, sir. If you want to get a dance, we can dance. But you just want sex, so fuck off. He kept on trying to call me back, but I'm like, I'm done with you, mate. Like. I know you're not ready for a dance. Like, if you want to dance, then you can come get me. Yeah, he can just fuck off. Like, you're deaf to what I'm saying. You're not understanding me. You're just so rude, so entitled. Ridiculous. The night was coming to an end, and finally... I got a double dance with these young guys and another dancer. We went for a VIP and I felt like if I felt bad about rinsing guys, which I don't nowadays, but if I had that in me anymore, I would feel bad because this guy could barely put his card in the machine. Like, you know. <laughs> A guy is trying to put a dick in a hole, but it just misses like that. And that was that with this card and the machine. Like, you are not okay, hon. You, you're in a state. You are not okay. But hey, I'm going to take every penny you've got because tonight, this has not been my night. This guy is paying for both him and his friend. Apparently, he comes in all the time and does this. Doesn't make it okay, but yeah, if it's me or another dancer taking advantage of the situation, I'd rather it be me. They say time is money. This is definitely ringing true, as any self-employed person can relate. But when stripping right now feels like so much like a roulette, your take-home is dependent on you betting right. There is definitely skill in this, but there is no exact science. And some nights you're making the wrong judgment calls at every turn. Is there opportunity elsewhere that could be your night saver? Or if you'd have just spent an extra few minutes with that one guy, would he have taken you upstairs all night instead of the next dancer after you? 
It's not like we're spoiled for choice as dancers. It's hard to place yourself in line for your best customer options. And this is why above all, timing is money. Thank you so much for keeping me company on my drive home this morning. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the 6am club. Do let me know what you think. You can drop me a message on Instagram at the 6am club pod. My personal Insta is at Gemma Rose Pole. If you can submit a review, please give me a cheeky five stars. Spread the word about the podcast to your people so more folks can learn about this. You can email me with questions or comments as well to the 6am club podcast at gmail.com. I look forward to speaking to you on my next journey home.